first down and a lot more. The home for Profs football. To the 25-20, to the 10. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM Glassboro. To the house, touchdown. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents the Rowan University Football Coaches Show. A weekly look at the latest happenings in Profs football. Today's show is made possible in part by Barnes & Noble Bookstore, The Brown & Gold Gridiron Club, Inspira Health, Italian Affair Restaurant and Wine Bar, The Rowan University Alumni Association, and the Southwest Council. Now we take you to Italian Affair Restaurant and Wine Bar in Glassboro, New Jersey with Derek Jones and the head coach of Rowan University Football, Jay Accorsi, for the Rowan University Football Coaches Show. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM. This is the Rowan University Football Coaches Show from Italian Affair in Glassboro. I'm Derek Jones, along with the head coach of Rowan University Pros Football, Jay Accorsi. Coach, welcome back. Yeah, it's great. Um, dry right now. Yeah, Not yeah. so sure it's going to be that way this weekend, but dry right now. Yeah, and that's we'll, we'll get into that pretty quickly here in terms of what's going to happen this Saturday between the Pros and the captains of Christopher Newport University. And, of course, we're here each and every Thursday night during the season starting at 6 p.m. And you alluded to it right off the bat. It's going to be a very interesting situation coming up on Saturday with the game between Rowan and Christopher Newport. What can you tell us? Has there been any changes or anything like that about how to deal with Hurricane Ian? Well, I mean, we're still going down and we're playing. Supposedly it's not going to be that bad in that area around game time. Only four to six inches of rain, I guess oh. they're calling for. <laughs> but, but we've been down there before. You know, we were talking off air about the other time down there. And, you know, so we've played down in these type of conditions down there before this time of year. So, you know, it, it is what it is. We'll be safe. We'll travel. We'll take our time. And, uh, again, we'll just have to see, you know, where the storm goes and what happens and how we have to adjust to it and how it affects the game. Does that in any way, because you've only been faced with the situation of having to even think about a game being moved or, or, or canceled or what have you during the course of the season, only a handful of times. D does that change your preparation at all a little bit? Well, I, I mean, obviously, you know, so we went over to Glassboro High School today. Uh, you know, one of our former players, Tim Haggerty, was able to work it out because we're on grass, even though I don't think it's going to be grass, probably mud yeah. or slop would be the word. Um, but we wanted to get some work on grass, so we did that today. So. Um, again, Tim was able to help with that. The people at Glassboro High School very appreciative of that. Uh, again, because it's different. You're not on turf. There aren't a, aren't a lot of surfaces that are grass. They do have it because they're down south like a lot of the southern schools. So, again, you know, there's a lot of things that happen with a trip like this that you have to change. You know, when it's recommended, you probably shouldn't go the Bay Bridge and the Bay Tunnel in that way. Um, because of the bus situation and you may get stuck on one side oh and um i remember the one trip coming back from one of the storms i was really nervous being in the bus going across the bay bridge so we're going the longer way 95 it's going to take more time we have to stop at a different rest stop so there's just so many things um that people don't realize that goes on with these type of games but um again it's still on we're heading down we leave tomorrow and uh, we'll see how this uh, journey goes. And, and we'll get into the crux of that game coming up in a little bit. But let's go back to last Saturday, the props at home against Salve Regina. I mean, in some ways, it was a, a little bit of a, 
Deja vu. Deja vu again yep. from the year before where you take the lead early on. You're up 17 nothing at halftime. And then they just dig deep again and forge a comeback to win it 28-24. to We'll break down some of the mechanics of it in a second, but your overall general thoughts. Again, you know, when a game ends like that, you think, what did I not do as a coach? What did we not do? Did we put the players in the wrong spot? Should we have called this? Should we have called that? So, again, we, you know, we and I will always look at ourselves first. Um, but you watch the film, and we just made way too many mistakes. Um, some penalties were warranted, some not. So, again, I never overreact after the game because you want to see it on film in black and white. We made too many mistakes. We didn't tackle an open space well defensively um, that continued drives, and we let drives continue by penalties. And we're just not that good yet to do that. And, again, we stalled a little bit offensively, but, shoot, we only got three possessions in the second half, scored one of the three, had four possessions in the first half, scored three of four. So, uh, again, we just got to try to get our defense to grow up really fast. We were missing Mike Micholli, our middle linebacker, so that poses a lot of problems with the front. Probably don't have him again this week because of the weather and the game it's going to be. You don't want to put him at risk. So, again, we're working through a lot of things. But a, a missed opportunity, um, we're just not there yet that we can play that way and get away with those type of things. Nine penalties for 107 yards, and, and that, that's kind of the problem. Those were, were not the, the five-yarders of any kind. Those were, you know, the, the roughing the passers and obviously the one late in the game. That, yeah, that, that, yeah, again, it, it, that's set up by the two that he had earlier in the game. So, again, you know, that's the part um, that, you know, we we can we got to figure out. But, again, we have a chance to tackle the quarterback in open space, third and long, and we miss. We're just not that good at this point to do those type of mistakes and get away with it. And we still put ourselves in a position to win the game at the end and then even still thought we had the game won and then made some mistakes. But, again, you just against good football teams, you can't do that. We hurt ourselves more, and I think the players understand that. You know, we did not win the game we cost ourselves the game. It wasn't so much what they did. And, and they didn't do anything schematically again. So you want to look at film and everybody's like, well, they did this and you didn't do this. That wasn't the case. We just made many more mistakes, um, critical mistakes at times that was able that was able to give them, you know, drives and possessions. Every score they had, we let them off with a third down missed tackle or penalty. And, again, we make one of those or don't make one of those penalties, and, you know, we're talking about a win. Absolutely, and you go down to that, really, the, the critical series at the end where they have the ball, fourth down play, incomplete, roughing the passers, the call. I mean, what's the message to the team afterwards after such a, a disappointing game? Yeah, just, you know, ask them, did, you know, did they beat us or did we beat ourselves? And I think everyone would agree, and I think the team agreed, we beat ourselves. And you just can't do that. I don't care what level of football you just cannot do that, and we made way too many mistakes in that second half. And again, as coaches, you know, I, I never say anything until we watch the film, and they didn't really do anything spectacular. We just didn't make some routine plays here and there. We make one play in any of those series, and they don't score, and we end up winning. So, um, you know, margin for winning and losing, it, it's very small these days, and you need to be very careful in understanding that. When you look at the game statistically, it's pretty even up. Yeah, it's yeah. not like the game a year ago where yeah. the numbers are all over the place, but th th this game was pretty much even up. Mike Husney, 18 of 26, 195 yards with the two touchdowns. I mean, John Maldonado, six catches, 104 yards, and the, the, the one to put him ahead yeah, yeah. later on in the game. I mean, he, he's just been sensational. Yeah, you know, and again, I, you know, I joke I would throw it to John 
if I were the quarterback. But, <laughs> but again, but we were able to run the football, too. I mean, you look at the running numbers, that's the difference between us now and last year offensively. We're able to run very effectively in the same time, throw very effectively. I think we're still trying to figure out, you know, our personality on defense. I think we're getting closer to it. Um, it's just we have a lot of players, a lot of pieces, and we're trying to find what pieces fit for what we need to do. C.J. Barrett also had a big day, 10 catches, 63 yards. Yeah, monster game. And, again, you know, CJ, again, when you're able to, you know, throw the ball outside to, to John and, and A.D. Jamison, and then you can throw it inside to C.J., and then you can run the mix with Juwan Hayes and James Farah. And then, you know, we didn't even talk about Michael scrambling and the great yardage he right. had. And, again, we're going to let him loose this year. Last year we didn't because we had two quarterbacks. So that factors in. So we're very hard to defend defensively. Their head coach said that at the end of the game. He said, boy, you guys are hard to defend. And we are. We just got to really press our defense. We have to grow up to be able to match what we're doing offensively so, um, you know, we can minimize those mistakes and be able to give our offense more possessions. That's what we really need to do. Mike Husney, 10 carries, yeah. uh, 48 yards, and, and a touchdown as well. To, so to that point, yeah, he got a lot yeah, of cracks yes. out. Yeah, so, again, if they're doubling John, then it leaves C.J. open in the middle. If they're, you know, putting more people in the box, then that leaves other players open. Um, if they do a great job in coverage and don't rush a lot, then that's going to leave Mike a chance to scramble and run. So we're really hard to defend because you have a running quarterback that can throw, wide receiver threat on the outside, Threat on the inside with a physical tight end. Others that block. I mean, we haven't even talked about John Shabilia blocking. has been tremendous. And then the two running backs. So who do you stop or what do you try to do? Most teams have not been able to do that. So we need to continue to thrive on that. The props overall carrying the football 191 yards on the ground, averaging just under six yards yeah, to I mean, carry. That's, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty good. Kind of ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's not a bad day at the, at the office yeah. at all. Um, I, I did want to ask you, you know, not not necessarily about the 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 calls per se, but when you have those types of situations where they're they're aggressive plays and they're deemed a penalty, how do you manage coaching the players in terms of managing the aggression? In, in some cases, where maybe it was a little bit of an off call versus okay, that's that's too much. That's a fine line. Football is a very physical game. You run a fine line with a physical game like that, so. There are times you're not sure. So, you know, we just have to be careful with our players, trust what they're doing, trust what they say. Um, you know, and again, A.J. on the one pass interference, and Miles Cook tells me something, so I hear them, so I don't do anything about it. I watch it on film, and they're telling me the truth. You know, the, the late hits, two were justified. The last one was not, but if you did it two times before, right. the official's going to look for you that last time. So you have to understand how that all works and, and falls into play. As far as third down conversions go, uh, 8 of 13 for Salve Regina, 6 of 12 for the profs. So it, it's so weird. You're trying to find, okay, this is it. This is the, this is the stat, no, that, no, but, but it, it, that's not the case. Yeah, but, I mean, that kind of is because we let them off the hook in right. third and long. And you right. just, good teams cannot do that. And, you know, the penalties, it's aggression. So you live with it. The missed tackles in an open space you can't live with that. That's the part you need to correct. I know the defensive coaches did a great job this week of open field tackle drills, you know, and again, you run the fine line. How much do you want to do in practice? Uh, you know, you got to be careful this time of year. You don't want anybody hurt. Um, but again, that's what we need to work on. So that is a critical, um, you know, factor in the game and that we need to minimize those amount of third down plays on us defensively, especially when it's third and long. That's the one that gets you. 
you can live with a third and five, third and seven once in a while. But that third and 10, third and 15, that just demoralizes you as a defense. And I think that happened to us Saturday. And you mentioned the offense not really getting the opportunities to to do anything with the football. You know, you yeah. have a handful of drives in that second half. Yeah, including three. The- yeah three. You know, we scored with yeah. one, and the other two kind of, you know, pitter-patter. But, again, the offense needs to work on that. understand we're not going to get a lot of possessions. What are teams going to do to us now? They don't want us to have the ball offensively. Right. So they're going to run the football and try to drain the clock. So, again, that's something we haven't seen teams do against us in a while, and that's one of their strategies. So how do we overcome that? We have to get off the field on third down defensively. And we need to continue to convert offensively. So we'll have some time to talk about the NJAC in a little bit, but I did want to ask you, now that most of the, the non-conference schedule is in the rearview mirror, yeah, you, most. you still have the game uh, late in the year, but w- what have you taken out of what you've seen so far as you get ready for your first conference game? Yeah, my hope was we'd be 3-0, and maybe 2-1 and at the worst. We're 2-1, and could have easily been 3-0, and so I'm happy where we're at uh, with an experienced team. And again, it... You know, the teams we've played are like NJAC teams. You know, Salve, Springfield, Widener. Those are teams that are setting ourselves up for the understanding of how conference play is. And if you look at the conference, the teams are doing fairly well. And there's not an easy team in our conference. So it's going to make it really hard for whoever wants to strive to be conference champs like we want to try to do. And, and obviously the, the, the styles that you've seen so far should really prepare you for what yeah, you're going to see. You know, we did Springfield for, for you know, because we, we see that against Salisbury. Um, Salve kind of reminds you of some of the open teams a little bit, sometimes Kane. Um, you know, not traditionally Montclair, but maybe William Patterson a little bit. Um, and again, um, Widener's more like TC and J and Montclair. So again, when you have a good mix of out-of-conference teams, that's going to set yourself up for what you see in conference. Again, you saw Kane have a tough game against Merchant Marine Academy this weekend against an option team because of Salisbury. You see Montclair play an option team because of Salisbury. You, so, again, there's reasons why you pick these out-of-conference games and, and where you schedule them and have them. So we will talk about the props versus the Christopher Newport University captains coming up in just a little bit. But we have some special guests headed your way after the break as we hear from three cogs of Rowan's special teams, Peter Parigi, Connor Batten, and J.T. Plasteris. It's all a part of the Rowan University Football Coaches Show right here at Italian Affair in Glassboro. This is Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Stay tuned. We'll have more headed your way right after this. WGLS FM programming is made possible in part by Italian Affair Restaurant and Wine Bar. Located at 900 Delcy Drive in Glassboro, Italian Affair offers traditional Italian cuisine in multiple dining areas, including an outdoor patio. Established in 1988, Italian Affair also provides catering and private party options. For more information, the phone number is 856-881-2121 and the website is italianaffairglassboro.com. Italian Affair Restaurant and Wine Bar is proud to support the programming on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. 
and build family memories we will carry with us forever. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. It's easy. Just put in your zip code to find family-friendly outdoor destinations near you. You'll also find guides to free activities, games, and amazing forest facts. Give the magic of the outdoors to your kids and reconnect with your family. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. That's discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Tune in to the Roan Report every Saturday at 9.30 a.m. on Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Join me, Allie Bruce, and the rest of the Roan Radio news team as we bring you a recap of weekly news covering local, national, and international stories. Plus, we'll take a look at sports and entertainment news, too. For news around the region and around the world, listen to the Roan Report every Saturday at 9.30 a.m. on Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM and online at roanradio.com. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. It is the Rowan University Football Coaches Show from Italian Affair in Glassboro, New Jersey. Derek Jones and the head coach of Pros Football, Jay Accorsi. But now we bring in our Rowan University Football Players of the Week, Peter Parigi, Connor Batten, and JT Plisteris. Gentlemen, welcome in. Thank you for having us. So let's start with JT. JT the long snapper, you, you've really been um, one of the key things to this Rowan special teams unit. We talked about you a little bit last week <laughs> as, as we were going through things. Uh, what has the season been like for you so far today? It's been, uh, it's been going really well. Um, I recently switched from DN to just long snapping now, so I've been able to just focus on long snapping and perfect, really just perfect my craft. Um, yeah, it's been pretty good, though, so far. So has it has it been odd at all that making that transition one yeah, way completely? Yeah, a little bit. Um, sometimes just sit on the sideline, just watching. I just want to be out there, but like at the same time, I'm also just getting better every day and building chemistry with Danny, Connor, Peter, and uh, Jake. So, so let's talk about Jake a little bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we had we had Jake on last week. It was a cool guy to talk to yeah. and converse with. Um, Peter and Connor in particular, what have your experiences been with Jake so far and, and watching him and learning from him? Uh, well, going through Jake, he's like always the older person making sure like we stay on track mentally if we have a bad day. But other than that, he's pretty locked in every day at practice, doesn't miss too much. So it's pretty nice <laughs> watching him. Yeah, Jake is a great guy. i uh, seen him uh, grow a lot. He's become more consistent than ever, and uh, he's uh, working hard. So has he given you any advice so far in, in, in your in your careers as a prop? Uh, he says just stay focused. Our time will come. So that's really what we're trying to do. Yeah, he, he's shown me a few things, uh, little, little pointers here and there, uh, make me kick better and uh, improve. So, Connor and Peter, how did you get on, on the radar here at Rowan University? How were you discovered by Coach Acorsi and company? Uh, well, I was a COVID grad, so... I kind of was just like in the middle of nowhere at the end of my senior year, and then I got a phone call from Coach Corsi, and then two days later I said I'll come play. That's basically how it went down. Okay. How about you? Uh, I think uh, Woodstown had a connection with uh, Coach Adams and also uh, my kicking coach, uh, Jim Cooper. He uh, is a coach for uh, Rowan football uh, kicking, and he uh, helped me get in as well. That's amazing, and certainly we'll go back to your high school 
uh, careers in, in a little bit. But JT, I wanted to ask you about your brother Lucas, yeah. <laughs> who is a member of the team. How did how did yeah, that end up happening? Yeah, so um, it got down. He was looking at a couple schools, and then it came down to here and a couple other places. But um, I come to some, you know, me, my dad, like everyone. He he made the decision to come here by himself. So. Um, I pushed him a little bit, but like, yeah, he mainly made the decision himself coming here. So, so he plays tight end, correct? Yeah. Okay. So, in, have you at any point lined up against him in any reps? Now, I know you transitioned away from yeah. defensive end, but had had you two uh, gone against each other to practice any point in high school? Uh, we actually haven't. No, I don't think we have. In Pop Warner, we did because we, we were on when we were like when I was in like fifth grade, probably we were on the same team. That was the only team we've been on together. So that was the only time we uh, really went up against each other. But no, no, we haven't been up against each other yet here. So, so, so he he joins the program. What did you tell him as far as just advice, getting acclimated to things? Yeah, I just told him to uh, to really just um, focus on like just speaking up and like focusing on like uh, what CJ does, uh, someone to look up to. So um, I just, yeah, just tell him to be yourself, be, like, open, and just be coachable. So. Well, and that's a good point, learning from others. I mean, yeah. we talked about Jake Hurler. For you, Peter, and, and Connor, who are some of the people you have learned from so far besides Jake? Uh, I would have to say our coach. Coach mm-hmm. Cooper helps a lot, especially when it comes to punting. He has uh, drills that really help us just focus in on our craft. So I'd say that definitely Coach Cooper. Yeah, 100%. So what is give me an give me the average practice for you guys in terms of what you work on skill wise with Coach Cooper? Skill wise, we uh, do drills. Uh, main well in the middle of the practice, we do drills. Uh, we do hip drills uh, and bleachers as well to strengthen uh, our legs, and then uh, focus on either field goal uh, one day or uh, punt the next or kick off the other day. Yeah, uh, we'll really go through our steps at practice. Just continue them. So this weekend is going to pose a unique challenge for the team. There's going to be rain, and it's a grass surface, which you don't get a chance to play on a lot during the course of the season. What are your experiences playing in inclement weather, and what do you remember about it, good and bad? Uh, Well, my first varsity game, actually, in high school was a rainy grass field, and my first field goal attempt, I went out there and slipped, so not too good. (laughs) But other than that... I got much better at the rain, so we should be good. I uh, my high school field was actually grass, and um, we I had we had a couple rainy like games, and I think I snapped pretty decent in them. But we I remember we had a lot of um, rainy practices, so that really got me like ready for um, like snapping in the game. Yeah, Connor, how about you? Yeah, playing in the uh, rain is not fun for a kicker. Uh, playing foot, it just slips right up, right underneath of you, and uh, really, uh, really makes you think a lot if you're gonna screw up or uh, if you're gonna slip and fall. So it's it's a little difficult to uh, kick in the rain. Like how much you have to go through with footwear because that has to, that has to be such a you can't especially with grass like you can't just wear whatever when you're going out going out there. Yeah, just try to find the cleat with the biggest studs, honestly. Okay. Yeah, I'm wearing my most uh, worn-out cleats probably this weekend. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like Peter said, you just got to find your cleat with the cleat with the biggest, like, studs on the bottom. Yeah, you, you don't want to wear the good stuff. Yeah, the, no. <laughs> you don't want to wear the good stuff in the mud. No. 
But for you, the challenge of long snapping, how, how does that change in the inclement weather? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously the ball becomes heavier and, um, like, slippery. But we actually practiced and practiced today. Uh, Coach Corsi was, uh, I would be down with the ball, um, but ready to snap it, and he would come over and spray it with the bottle. So that really uh, got us, uh, getting us prepared. So. <laughs> Yeah, and then that's one of the things. I mean, practicing it kind of in advance can certainly yeah, g- give it helps you. Mentally, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Kind of go through the mental reps of, of how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Have you played in snow before? I have not. I have not. <laughs> H- have you, Connor? Uh, back in the high school days, we played in a game uh, here and there. I think, I think we played uh, two games in the snow. What, what is what is worse to deal with, the, the snow or the rain? I'd say the rain, because the snow is a lot more compact, so you could uh, get your footing a lot better. But uh, rain, you just it's an unknown game. It's risky. I wanted to ask you guys about Danny Kay, who we had on here last week as well. Uh, what have you seen out of him so far during his time as a prop, especially this year, kicking the football? Uh, he came down and has uh, been like very solid with our kickoffs, and he's been very beneficial to our punt game this year. And he's also helps us a lot with the younger people. So it's good having Danny K around. How important is that to you? Because you know, I, I I would imagine it's like when you're younger and you go to a new school or you go to high school, whatever the case is, you're meeting new people. How, how cool is that to have somebody who's playing a similar position to be able to help you guys out and, and give you some wisdom and advice on how to deal with things? Yeah, I think it's great. It's very beneficial uh, for the long run as well, and uh, you take a lot from it, and uh, they help you out a lot, so it's always great. Yeah, it's good because they, they've been through the process. We haven't, but now get more experience under our belts. Yeah. Was there a moment, or do you remember the moment, where you realized, I, I'm pretty good at, at kicking a football? For How about you, Peter and Connor? Was there, was there a moment where the light bulb went off and you said, you know, I, I might be able to follow this a little bit? At way back in uh, eighth grade, uh, we didn't have a kicker for our team, so I uh, decided I wanted to do it, and I just fell in love with it and has been doing it since. That's cool. Yeah, uh, I, I had a big soccer background growing up, and then I always played football too, and then one day I was with my kicking coach, Coach Ricky up north, and he was like, you should really try to go play in college because you can, so I followed it. How much does soccer help you? Uh, it definitely helps the natural leg strength and like the flexibility of the lower body. So I, I don't I don't know much about the, the, the crossover between soccer and, and football. You're sometimes they say soccer style kicker. Yeah. W- what is that in reference to? Uh, it's just soccer style. Basically every kicker you see these days is soccer style. The other version just the toe. So oh, it's, it's just a, a traditional way to kick. These toe days. versus the side of the foot. Yeah. Ah. Yep. Okay. Okay. So you learned something new. I had no idea about that, but that's that's very informative. As you take a look, certainly at the progression of your careers. Um, who has been the biggest influence on all of you as as a player or as a coach? Um, probably Coach Coop and, um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think Coach Coop. And uh, I just watched all the older guys, all, all the captains too, and I just, like, try to, like, work like they do and just, like, mo- like yeah, <laughs> just try to grow like that, man. Yeah, I would say Coach Cooper. He's been uh, been there like every practice and uh, helps us out a lot. Yeah, definitely our coaches, past and present.
and that's and that's very important to the development of players. Obviously, uh, this weekend, as we know, we talked a little bit about the the weather challenges, but you will be on on the bus, kind of a, a team bonding thing, overnight trip. What's what's going on on the bus as far as like what are, what are you watching as a team? Do you watch movies? Are you are you are you on Netflix on the bus? What are you doing? Yeah, coach brings uh, about like three to like five movies, and we just watch them over and over again. So. <laughs> to Springfield, we'll yeah, to Springfield we watched uh, Top Gun, so I hope we get the, yeah. the new one. The, wait, you watched the original? We watched Top the Gun. original Top Gun. Oh, okay. Yeah. What, what did you think of the original Top Gun? I've already seen it. I love Top Gun, so okay. I was glad to rewatch it. Okay, yeah, I've yet to seen it to see it, so I got to watch that. <laughs> you you haven't seen the new nah, one? I didn't. I didn't. Right. Yeah. What What did you think? I have not seen the new one yet. Okay. The, did you like the old one, though? Yeah, it was nice. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's 1986, so that's back. Yeah. <laughs> so that is that is back a minute. But when you t- we take a look at, at, at the trip as a whole and kind of building that, that team chemistry, how much can that help you during the course of the season when times get tough and the weather gets colder outside and you really start to, to line up for what you know you, you hope will be a special run here during conference play? definitely helps it's a it's gonna be a very long bus ride this entire weekend so we get a lot of bonding that cause you get nowhere else to go but the bus and just pass time talk to each other yeah you just got your teammates and you just gotta yeah you know, it's a huge bonding trip honestly <laughs> so of your special teams cohorts who would you say is the funniest probably connor i would say <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> definitely connor yeah we have some yeah Definitely. It has to be. Yeah. yeah. Much appreciated. <laughs> you have some characters on special teams, huh? Yeah. That's a do. fair statement. Okay. <laughs> definitely do. Okay. Okay. Well, when you, you take a look at, at some of your other teammates um, here this season, and one of, one of the things we kind of got into last week was the lack of use of, of Danny during the course of the season in terms of punting because the offense has been yeah. relatively good. I mean, how about that perspective for you guys? Because it's a, it's a catch-22. You want to be on the field and be involved, mm-hmm. but that probably means maybe some negative stuff from the team in terms of, of scoring. Yeah. I mean, how, how has that been this season to kind of watch the offense do its thing and have success? Well, when yeah, when Coach Corsi said, when it's third down, Coach Corsi says punt in the box. I'm in the box and I'm like, please, like get the first down. Yeah. Like I, I can't. Like I want to. I want to win. Like I want the team to. I want our offense to drive down the field. So I get like a sign of relief that they got the first down so yeah the only good time specialist comes out is after for an extra point yeah we don't want to be on the field yeah i always say like to danny and jake like um we need more more extra points no punts today (laughs) a lot of kickoffs from danny yeah there you go there you go Uh, what would you say uh is the most impactful moment for you in your career not rowan related like high school top moment for you as a high school player uh I would say uh, just uh, overall, uh, Coach Cooper, uh, he really helped me uh, get into uh, kicking a lot more. I've been practicing with him for a while now, and uh, he's really uh, made me enjoy uh, playing football a lot more than uh, I would have as a regular coach. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. Like, this is a tough question, but uh, <laughs> probably my coaches, like, had a huge impact on me in high school. Like, they just, like, made me, like, I don't know. They just made me the person I am today, I feel like. So that's probably the biggest impact. I would say I have to go back to my high school coaches. Just welcome me there and just telling me that I can pursue this as an actual thing. So. Yeah. One thing we don't talk about a lot with you guys during the course of the year is on the academic side because we're so worried about on the field and all that stuff. Academically, how challenging is it to balance 
practice, play, and, and then obviously your responsibilities in the classroom? Uh, it, it really depends. Sometimes it's much harder than others. You know, like right in the middle of the day when you want to do homework, you got to go to practice. And then by the time you're ready to do homework, it's 7 o'clock, but you got to get up the next morning and go to lift. So it piles up, but you got to stay on top. It's not too bad. Yeah, you definitely have to set like a schedule, like a routine, and then whenever you have free time, just manage your time. Um, so whenever you have free time, just do your homework. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. What, what are your majors? Uh, I'm a history major and a psychology minor. Oh, okay. Nice combo. Yeah, I'm a uh, business management major. Okay, there you go. They had a career fair today. That's yeah, good. They yeah. did. <laughs> a lot of people in suits today. Yes, so. yes. I heard there was some good food there, yeah. too. <laughs> How about you, Connor? Uh, I'm a biological science major. Okay, so what... Post-playing days, what's the ideal career choice for you guys? Uh, get into law enforcement, some type of it. Okay. Yeah, I'm really not sure yet, but it's something in uh, probably like supply chain and logistics, something like that. So. Okay, awesome, yeah. awesome. Right, the medical field, probably Med- nurse. Excellent, excellent. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time here today for joining me and Coach Acorsi on this show, and best of luck to you, of course, this season, but... Good luck this week with the rain and the inclement weather. Hopefully everyone stays as dry as you can and you don't run into too many problems out there on the field. Thank you. Thank you. This is the Roan University Football Coaches Show right here on Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. We'll be back with more from Italian Affair in Glassboro. Stay tuned. Meatloaf is ready. This featured artist Friday, we're remembering legendary rock singer Meatloaf. Celebrate his birthday with all his greatest hits, like Paradise by the Dashboard Light. And you took the words right out of my mouth. It's Meatloaf for breakfast, lunch, and dinner this Friday on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. WGLS programming is made possible in part by Barnes & Noble, the official bookstore for Rowan University. Located at 201 Rowan Boulevard, Barnes & Noble is your number one choice for profs gear as well as a wide assortment of gifts, accessories, and sportswear. The bookstore is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., Saturday from 10 to 6, and Sunday, 10 until 6 p.m. The Starbucks Cafe opens 8 a.m. Monday through Friday and at 10 a.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. For more information, their website is rowanbookstore.bncollege.com. The Barnes & Noble Bookstore is proud to be a supporter of Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM. The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking, now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit SaveByTheScan.org. It could save your life. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM, the Rowan University football coaches show from Italian Affair in Glassboro. Derek Jones and Jay Corsi with you. Special thanks to Peter Parigi. Connor Batten and JT Plasteris. They're, they're quite a trio. Yeah, you know, we're just really fortunate. We got some really great specialists, and um, 
you know, Peter and Connor haven't played a lot yet for us. Um, their future looks bright. You know, obviously with Danny, and it looks like Jake not coming back next year. You know, those are the two guys you want to hand off to. And, um, the, uh, again, I say this about a lot of our players. You know, those guys could be kicking anywhere in the country. Um, we're fortunate to have them. They're going to just pick up exactly uh, where the others are going to leave off. And and we're just very fortunate and very lucky to have Jim Cooper, our kicking coach, too. He, he does a great job with all the specialists. And, you know, one of those things that goes under the radar that you don't think about. And Jake's had a great year. And a lot of it has to do with Jim Cooper. But the guys that you just heard from, you know, because they're kind of a, a different group by themselves. Um, but uh, they just work really hard, and we're very fortunate. Well, it, it is very telling that we've had, you know, Danny and Jake and the crew on today, and they've all spoken glowingly about Coach Cooper. Yeah, you know, again, I, we made the commitment, and I made the commitment several years ago, um, you know, to hire Jim as a, as a kicking coach. A lot of programs kind of do it. You see it at the NFL level. You see it at the Division One level. You kind of see a little bit of it at the small college level. I just thought it was critical to our success, and, and it's paying huge dividends. And he does a great job. He does it for a living. He has his own business. He's exceptional at it, and he's found a, a great niche with us. Um, and, again, just extremely pleased to have him working with our guys. And they're just an extension of him. And, again, very fortunate. We have great coaches um, our players do great things a lot because of the coaches that we have, and we're just always very fortunate, and I'm very fortunate to have a great coaching staff. Yeah, and I think it's important to note, you, you kind of look at how teams approach kicking during the course of the year, and look at the game on Saturday. If Salve Regina doesn't convert there late in the game, they had a goal to go fourth down, and instead of a short field goal try, you know, it's a gigantic gamble. I said, no, we'll just go for it. And then the game kind of developed the way that it did. And we've seen teams kind of take that tack before where they say, you know what, we're, we're not going to – we had one bad experience kicking during the game. We're not going back to it or whatever the case is. And, and that was different for us. We kicked and converted on our field goal, and they didn't. And, and those things are – you know, you, you have a tendency to get away from those sometimes. But, you know, those are huge. To be perfect on extra points, to be perfect on field goals – um, you know, and, and turn teams away in those areas, that's points, and, and that's huge. And, again, great coaches, great players. When you have a great environment, you're going to thrive. And I'm really excited to see, um, you know, Peter and Connor in what their future brings for us. You're not going to hear about a lot of them this year, um, but th they're both going to be really good for us, and I'm, I'm really excited for for both of them. I did want to ask you a little bit in, in reference to kicking. We, we see a lot of it happen, especially at the pro level and maybe to a lesser extent at the college level with analytics taking over. And you, you see now all of these crazy things in terms of coaches saying, let's go for it at points of the field where for years you would never see that. And it's almost not not in deference to the kicking game but i guess it's it's the analytics approach where you're trying to give yourself more chances to score and all these things yeah and again i, I know our offensive coaches weren't that happy when we went for the field goal in the first half I, i'm just again an old school old-fashioned person when you can get points you got to take them and, and again you can't take those points any points lightly um because when it gets down to it you know some of those points end up creeping up and making a difference yes. between winning and losing and that's kind of put us ahead so far, and I think as we make the stretch in conference play, that's going to help us down the road that we have a very efficient operation. 
We can get points. We can kick field goals. It's not the popular thing. Your offensive players and coaches don't like you that much when you do that. That's okay. I'm all about points because at the end of the game, if you have more points than they do, you're going to win. Speaking of points, um, that's a good segue to the Injack scoreboard because in some of these games, not a lot of points scored last week. <laughs> uh, very low-scoring contests. You, you kind of hit on an earlier Merchant Marine 9-7 win but, over Kane. But that's a, a great game for Kane because last year, if you look, I think they got blown out by Merchant Marine. They struggled against Salisbury. So, again, that's a game set up for later on in conference play, and, and that's a good score against an option-type team. You know, when you can keep their points down, then you're not trying to match it. Yeah, a game decided on a safety in the fourth quarter uh, on a block punt. So, again, the, the, this, the importance of special yep. teams coming into play yep. in that game. Uh, elsewhere around the NJAC, William Patterson able to grab a 14-3 to win over SUNY Maritime. Yeah, again, right, 3-1 and one or 2-1, and 3-1. And and one. And you know, one, again, having, you know, having a good year. Again, we saw them make three the turn. One, yes. Yeah, saw them make the turn last year. You didn't know what was going to happen with their coach leaving um, and, the, and the longtime assistant taking over, but they're trending in the right direction and, you know, another good another good NJAC team. So that that's what you want to see in conference play. Yeah, you, you know, go, you're coming up on homecoming soon. They, they were the homecoming game last year, and even though it's uh, obviously some different things going on over there, they, they played you tough. Yeah, I mean, I thought we jumped out on them early a little bit. Their quarterback struggled a little bit, which he didn't all year, so... You know, I thought we got ahead of them a little bit. But, again, um, you know, they're, they're back, and, and they're having a good year. They're scoring points, and they're defending. And, again, that, you know, and, again, it's not that I'm rooting for our conference teams when we play them, but in conference play you want them to perform well. Absolutely. So that you can say that the conference is a good football conference, and I think it is. So that, that's great for the conference. Absolutely. And then when you get to postseason time and you start talking about who gets yeah. – bids and things of that nature yeah you, you want the league to do well yeah because that comes into play you know because then it's like all right well you have the automatic does your next best team deserve to be in there and if our conference plays well and out of conference games then you have that point to prove and say yeah we, we are a strong conference our second team is pretty good it should be able to get into the dance salisbury 35 nothing win over western new england and montclair state losing 10 nothing to wpi yeah again you don't know a lot about wpi one of those new england schools um but again um you know you, you just don't know until you watch the film and and see where they're at again they had a lot of offensive players last year be seniors quarterback uh, running backs some wide receivers o-line so you knew offensively they may struggle um a little bit with the returning players they have Christopher Newport, big win against Catholic. Obviously, you'll see them on Saturday, 38-7 win. They were up 28-7 at halftime. They really put it to Catholic. Yeah, again, I think you know, their quarterback is dynamic. He hurt us last year. Um, you know, it'll be interesting with the weather to see what transpires. But, uh, you know, I thought he, he's a lot like Mike Husney. He runs around. He's very athletic. He throws a good football. He's strong. He's physical. Um, he hurt us last year in, in the game that we played. Um, and, again, we need to be prepared, but not surprising. Um, new coach. So, again, they're going to have their early se- season, you know, challenges, um, getting their feet under them. They played some tough ball games and some close games early on. But, again, you know what you're getting in that area. It's a hotbed for high school football. So, um, you know, they went internally to a coach that's there that I believe played there as well. 
and coached uh, with the founder of the program, Matt Kelchner. So they went to one of their own, and it's going to be a matter of time before he gets them going. Just hoping it's not this Saturday. Matt Zierski, uh, he is, is who you're referencing in terms yeah. of quarterback play. 8 of 10, 102 yards uh, through the air. And also the running portion, 11 yeah. carries, 51 yards. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, he's like Mike Husney. He, he's uh, you know almost a clone. Very athletic, can run, can throw, strong um, presence. Um, and, again, he's feeling his own probably in a little bit of a newer system with a new head coach. Things probably won't change too much, but, again, some learning curves. And, again, a player we knew of from last year that was um, going to be very dangerous this, this year. So, again, kind of facing a player that we're used to seeing in Mike Husney. What can you tell us about this Christopher Newport defense? Because you look at the stats from last week, and one thing that jumps off the page, negative 43 yards rushing uh, for Catholic. Yeah, again, I, I, you know, I think they're finding their identity again. And, and, you know, people say, well, what do you mean by that? Uh, you know, anytime a new coach takes over, it affects all the areas of your team. And it critically affects your offense, defense, and special teams because he's working with the coordinators and the people that are making the decisions. Um, you know, we had a turnover of coaches this year, brought in some really great coaches. Um, so, again, we're finding our identity as a coaching staff. I'm really excited about where we are and where we're headed. Um, again, they're in the same type of position. Uh, again, when you make a head coaching change, it affects so many other things that a lot of people don't think about. And certainly you mentioned the head coaching change. Last year when you two played, it was a game where Christopher Newport wins at the end of the contest. And that was kind of a, not a great scene at the end of the game. I mean, has there been any discussion about, you know, just kind of leave last year in the, in the rearview mirror? Did any of the players talk to you about yeah, that? Yeah, again, we, you know, we haven't talked a lot about it. Um, I know our players are very disappointed. Again, it was a close game. We were playing better at the end of the year last year. We let one slip away um, again. So I know that the players have brought that up. Um, but, again, we're a different team. We're more experienced. Um, we're hoping to go down there again in a completely different atmosphere. Um, and, again, to, to try to, you know, get ourselves back on track. Pick up the pieces from a tough loss, but now start a new season in conference play. The, the not out-of-conference games are important, but it's not critical because now you're heading into conference play, which is the most important part of your season. And the conference play beginning for the profs coming up on Saturday against Christopher Newport. We'll take one final break, and when we come back, we have a couple of fan questions uh -oh. this week, one of them actually pertaining to non-conference play. Oh, there we go. And, uh, and, and the such. So we'll get to that and much, much more here on the Rowan University Football Coaches Show. This is Rowan Radio 89.7. WGLS-FM. We'll have more from Italian Affair in Glassboro as we head down the home stretch. Stay tuned. More heads your way right after this. When you're high, you feel different. Think different, you talk different, you draw different, you listen to music different, but you probably knew that. Problem is, you also drive different, and not in a good way. That's why driving high is illegal everywhere. So if you're high, just don't drive. Make a plan to get a sober ride. Because if you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. 
Tune in the first Saturday of every month at 9 a.m. for Career Talk here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Host Ruben Britt, Assistant Director of Rowan University's Office of Career Advancement, speaks to prospective employers and offers valuable tips for job seekers looking to compete in the job market. Make the most of your career and listen to Career Talk the first Saturday of every month at 9 a.m. exclusively on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM and also online at rowanradio.com. RowanRadio.com? What's this? A full program and sports schedule for WGLS so you never miss your favorite shows? Station archives to see the history of Rowan Radio? A virtual tour of the station? They even have podcasts, too. Oh, and you can listen online. Ooh, I love this song. Go to RowanRadio.com for more Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. This is the Rowan University Football Coaches Show. Derek Jones and head coach of Pross Football, Jay Acorsi, as we take a look at what's to come here for Pross Football this weekend as they take on Christopher Newport University and what we hope will be um, at least good enough conditions to play a football game and finish it. We shall see what happens with Hurricane Ian uh, going throughout the, the southern portion of the country. But uh, before we wrap things up, let's get to the fan questions of Uh-oh. the week. Our first one is from Brian in Glassboro. He wants to know, who is the best non-conference team you have played against in your time as head coach of the Props? Wow, that's a really good question. I, I mean, I have to go back to the Division Two and 1AA teams we played back in the day. You know, Southern Connecticut comes to mind. They were always tough. Those were always physical games. Um you know, CW Post in Long Island, which is now Long Island University, and they're jumping. They're FCS looking to jump FBS. You know, they were really good. Um, Albany, you know, oh, yes. people don't realize, you know, we played up at Albany when they were Division Two, um, and Bob Ford was the coach. Now it's Bob Ford Field at Albany, and they're FCS in the CAA. Um, we gave them their first home loss, I want to say, in – two or three years up there. It was a really tight ball game. That was the Mount Union year, I believe. Yeah, because... Yeah. Um, the 99. Yeah, Jeff Oriole was the quarterback, yeah. who obviously people know Mike Oriole, his brother, but Jeff was the quarterback at the time for us and then got hurt, and uh, Mike Walker came in, yep. and we made it, you know, made a great run, and again, so there have been some really good ones, but those are the ones you know that come to mind. Obviously, the Stag Bowl teams, they were out of conference, so those you always remember. Um, you know, some of the playoffs, Coast Guard was really good one year. RPI up in RPI was really good one year. Um, you know, just a lot of great memories. But regular season was usually those Division Two FCS yeah. teams. Yeah. They were they were really good. I mean, Andrewsy, the kid at, at Southern Connecticut State, Katie, and when I'm playing the NFL. So, yeah. you know, one year you watch him play against you, and then the next year you watch him in the NFL <laughs> Wow, I guess he was really good, wasn't he? <laughs> um, but again, you know that, and even now, you know Springfield and and Salve and you know Widener. Even though we're losing that game, which uh, you know is unfortunate, we've always had tough games, and, and it's right. been hard to get games. People for we only played nine games last year. We couldn't get a tenth game last year. 
Um, you know, so it, it makes it difficult. But some really great games over all the years. Absolutely. You mentioned NFL talent. You, you play Mount Union, and yeah. Pierre Garçon's running around uh, the field. Yeah, all of a sudden you're covering him. The next thing you know, you see him playing for the Cowboys and <laughs> running around, catching balls in the NFL. I'm like, oh, I guess we did pretty good against him, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. The other question uh, comes from Juan. Juan, all right. So... Rowan has a new helmet and away. We haven't talked about this. Rowan has a new helmet and away uniform, which is gray mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. How does the team decide on new helmet uniform designs? Uh, well, that's done, you know, with uh, Bob Majot, our equipment manager, and, and Pat Lancetta, um, you know, in conjunction with what the university wants and all the, all the things that, that you're doing to make sure you're following protocol and all the things that go with it. Um, you know, we try to do some, some throwbacks. So the gray, we're kind of throwback kind of uniforms to be a little bit different um the helmet this year is different um you know again i'm a big history buff throwback junkie um so anytime we can kind of go back to some of the older uniforms i remember uh, when i first got here uh, again the grays are kind of tailored after a set that we had back in the day the helmet kind of back to the old school um but again you know try to try to make it different try to Make it creative. Try to use the brand of the university and the brand of athletics, um, but but also try to make it a little bit of fun, and a little different, and, and something unique. So, um, again, we're we're very fortunate to you know to have what we have and be able to supply our players. We haven't talked about the you know the guardian helmet caps. We wear those now, right? Like the NFL and the Division One teams do. We went out and spent money on that, and it's been tremendous. Uh, knock on wood, we haven't had issues with concussions. Can, can you explain what, for those of you, for those listening that don't know what what that is, can you explain what the Guardian helmet is? Yeah, it's not the bubble wrap that, what's his name, for the Chiefs, right? The Chief tight end that he did to joke Kelsey? around. Kelsey? Kelsey, yeah. yeah. People yeah. saw him joke Travis around with Kelsey, it and yeah. put a, b- b- the bubble wrap. But it's just a plastic cover on the helmet that you can take off and put on. Um, and it just provides an extra layer of protection on your head. And, you know, we wear them in practice. Um, you know, the quarterbacks really don't wear them, but then again, they're in red jerseys and nobody really touches them anyways. Um, but I think it's been tremendous for our players. I think it's, again, anytime you can provide more and more equipment and more support um, and more protection for players, I think that's critically important. And they've been great for us this year. You know, they, they peel them off and in the games we don't wear them. I think at some point, maybe you'll see them in games again, because it's all about safety. Um, and that's been a great addition for us to have. So the profs will get set for action this Saturday against Christopher Newport University down in Newport News, Virginia. Uh, those games down there over the years, it has been a, a, a mixed bag, uh, to say the least, in terms of what happens on the field, weather conditions. Yeah. It's always something. Yeah, it's always, and again, it's that time of year down there that they get the storms that we're heading into. Um, you know, there's so many things that go into a trip. Um, you know, as the head coach in a small college program, you're worried about buses and travel and food and meals and hotel and schedule and, you know, just everything associated with it. And, and again, um, looking forward to a trip, um, you know, for us to open conference play, to bounce back off of a tough home opening loss and see where we are and see how our players respond. And um, it'll be muddy. It'll be wet. It'll be sloppy. Um, It's on grass. So it is what it is. I think we've done a great job of preparing our players um, and our coaches for that. So, you know, we'll see. It's the next challenge that we're faced with. And sometimes the challenges aren't physical. They're mental. 
You know, it's going to be how can we bounce back mentally from a tough opening season, you know, home opener loss um, in a tough way to lose, and how do we bounce back? But we're in conference play. That's all that matters, so it's one week at a time. Um, Let's hop on the bus. Let's grab our sandwiches. Let's brace and hold on for some wins on the way down. Let's hope we don't see any alligators or anything on the way down there that are coming up from Florida. Um, and let's see what this uh, version of Rowan football can do. And, again, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see how we all, um, you know, respond to a very challenging situation. Um, and, again, want everybody to be safe down south with the storms and everything, too, as well. No doubt about it. The pros playing uh, in NJAC game to open things up on Saturday. One of three games in the NJAC Montclair State taking on Salisbury in a very interesting game, yep. and William Patterson taking on Kane. Kane, yeah, man. Again, that's that's the time of year, right? You head into conference play, and you're ready to go, and you're excited. It's a new lease on life. The first three games are important. Every game is important, but now it's critically important because you head into conference play. I think we've done some really good things. There's some things we've learned about ourselves and exposed us that we need to work on. Um, but I'm excited to see how we handle it down against a lot of adverse conditions um, down there at Christopher Newport. So um, I'm excited to see how we respond. Profs and captains will kick it off at 1 p.m. Coverage starts on 89.7 at noon with an encore presentation of the Rowan University Football Coaches Show. Profs pregame then at 12.30. And from there, kickoff between the profs and the captains. That will do it from Italian Affair in Glassboro. Special thanks Back to the studio and Ali Pontano for guiding us along. For Jay Corsi, I'm Derek Jones saying so long. And we'll talk to you next week from Italian Affair in Glassboro at 6 p.m. each and every Thursday night during the Rowan football season. Have a good night, everybody.